I'm Investors. Welcome back. This is Igly with Equity Breakdown, where you'll find short, no bullshit overviews of public companies. Now, before we begin into the breakdown tonight, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Masterworks. They've actually fractionalized multi-million dollar masterpieces by famous artists, and you can actually be part of it. They've allowed Equity Breakdown subscribers to skip their 25,000 person waitlist with the link below. Go ahead and please check them out. Now, Today, we're going to understand a company that is fueling the space industry indirectly with its 3D printing technology. In fact, they are a critical supplier for SpaceX's most critical rocket engine. The company is called Velo3D, which is on a mission to build the impossible. So what is Velo3D? Well, they're actually a 3D printing company that utilizes metal additive manufacturing technology to produce high value metal parts. They focus on delivering end-use parts for aerospace, energy, and specialty industrial applications. Now, why enter 3D manufacturing when you have existing supply chains? Well, Benny Bueller, founder and CEO of Velo3D, believes there are two key reasons for 3D manufacturing. The ability to design better customized products that are driven by simulation and to reduce lead time for parts that are difficult to sustain in today's manufacturing infrastructure. Now, understanding these two reasons, why Velo3D? Well, this is the only company to date that broke the barriers of limited additive manufacturing technologies and now delivers user-friendly solutions for customers to optimally design their products that are manufacturable. So let's understand the market here. Currently, the high values metal parts market is at 101 billion with metal additive manufacturing at around 2 billion, which represents 2% market share. By 2030, the market is expected to grow to 180 billion, with 3D metal additive manufacturing at 35 billion, 20% market share. Now, the market today is fragmented and traditional players controlling less than 10%. If the technology scales and the market compounds at an annual rate of 60%, as predicted by specialists, Velo3D is in the position to serve $20 billion of the market by 2030, and that gives them an 11% market share. It is important to understand that additive metal manufacturing technology is critical for complex parts such as jet engines, fuel delivery systems, and many more. It'll continue to propel technological breakthroughs uh, such as autonomous technology, electrical vehicles, supersonic aircraft volume, and space. So this is an important player. In order for the space industry to lower its costs and all these other industries that have technological breakthroughs, 3D printing is essential. Now, what are the strategic resources for this company? So Velo3D has introduced game-changing support-free technology that can produce any design with complex internal geometrics without compromising optimal design. So their most important hardware here is the Sapphire printer family. So these are next generation printers that enable manufacturing with impossible ge geometries. The family of printers, especially with their latest XC design, can achieve 5x productivity improvement and 75% cost reduction per part. Now they also have two important critical software. So they have the flow print preparation software. This is a simulation driven software that identifies predictable outcomes and reduces print preparation time. So for engineers slash designers, they can easily use a perfect platform that is user-friendly for them to design whatever they need to produce. 
And then the other component here that's very unique is the Assure Quality Validation portion of their software. So the software works in tandem with Flow and Sapphire to provide reporting insights on machine health, part integrity, and the building process. So not only are you designing the software, uh, the designing the product within the software, then you have the printer to actually get it accomplished. But during that entire process, then you have quality validation controls. So you wanna make sure that things are correct. You wanna understand that the machine is healthy. You wanna understand that the part you're building is being uh, built correctly rather than waste all the resources and time and then find out there's problems. Now, Velo3D delivers essentially a full stack offering from design, production, and quality control to ensure high quality optimal designs, which is very unique. The company has claimed that it has the strongest IP portfolio in the metal AM market. The company has 91 patent applications with 48 granted patents. Now, the technology development for high-value additive manufacturing took six years and $150 million. So you can see here that to develop what they have uh, took a substantial amount of time and capital. And on top of that, to protect it, they position themselves to be in a good position due to their patent applications and the granted patents that they have. Now, from a customer landscape and partnership perspective, once you have these resources, you can actually gain some critical partners and customers. The company delivers 3D manufacturer solutions to a series of key customers here. SpaceX, so within space, you have SpaceX, Lockheed Martin, Space Systems, Aerojet, Rocketdyne, Astra, and so forth. In the aviation and defense sector, you have leading jet engine manufacturer, Raytheon, Honeywell, Kratos, and Boom. And then uh, a couple of other players are like Lamb Research, and then Mitsubishi Electric, and uh, Nust Goodwin. So the company's largest customer is SpaceX. And the company actually placed, so SpaceX specifically here, a large order of 22 AM printers to support the production of their Starship engines. In 2009, uh, in 19, and 2020, SpaceX actually represented 70% and 30% of the, of the company's revenue. So you can see here that SpaceX is a very critical customer and partner. Uh, essentially, that's what their uh, Velo3D's validation is coming from them directly in terms of the share that they're contributing. So from a business model and growth strategy perspective, the company has a pure sales model and a recurrent subscription revenue model for its software. Customers can purchase the printers and pay subscription fee to access its software, or they can lease the printers and software from Velo 3D. Each sector between aerospace, energy, and specialty industrial application contributes to about 15 to 35% of the 2020 revenue. Both revenue models highlight strong unit economics based on the investment presentation, ranging from 50 to 60% gross margins. Additionally, as revenue expands, the capital expenditures for the company are light, representing 3% of the revenue, since 80% of the production is actually performed by reliable contract manufacturers. So when you think of this, 2020, the company had 19 million. 2026, they're projecting 937 million. So that's 91% CAGR. In 2020, gross profits were around $5 million, representing about uh, 33% uh, in terms of margin. And then by 2026, they're expected to be around $490 million and going around to 52% gross margin. That represents about 114% CAGR. So you can see here that profitability expands as well. And in 2020, EBITDA was uh, fortunately negative. And within three years, they're expected to hit positive uh, EBITDA, and by 2026, uh, achieve 318 million at a 34% margin. They're currently being valued at 1.6 billion. 
and 71% of the company ownership uh, will remain uh, post-merger. Now, with this type of uh, growth, the company actually plans to follow the appropriate strategies in order to achieve them. First of all, the merger here. Merger is going to give them uh, $470 million in cash to continue to make investments in engineering, product development, and sales support. So they need these types of uh, infrastructures to ensure that they can uh, withstand the growth and the demand requirements that come with that. Second, they're going to create a blue ocean market. So what does this mean? Essentially, the company is the only one position now to deliver high-value performance, reduce lead times, and significant cost savings. That's how what, what they define as a blue ocean market. And then the Sapphire XC production. So the large printer will be available in 2021 uh, towards the end of Q4 with the capability to produce parts of 400% larger volume and dropping part costs by 65 to 80%. So this is very important. And finally, accelerate new customer acquisitions. So with distribution partners such as Go Engineer and Tayo Nippon Sanso, the company aims to acquire new customers. Now to get this growth accomplished, they have to have some strategic moats. So it boils down to three things, technology, scale, and team. From a technology perspective, I've already explained that, hey, based off of the resources they saw, you saw that they have a full stack package of hardware and software um, that offers design, metal 3D printers, and quality control processes. Now their technology is a support-free powder bed fusion. Now, this is unique relative to their competitors because it does not use supports during the print process. So this sets them apart from their competitors. So essentially other uh, additive manufacturing technologies, they need to create supports as the product is being 3D printed uh, because if they don't, then the product breaks. In this case, they do not need to do that, therefore giving them significant flexibility when it comes to very complex designs. The scalability component. Well, the company utilizes contract manufacturers to assemble the hardware component and also allow customers to print. Ultimately, the company has low capex and the potential to quickly scale through its distribution partners uh, and through their software and services. This creates an ultimate environment for strong unit economics and higher margins. The company is also a founder-led with deep experience in applied materials and manufacturing and backed by top-tier investors and strategic business partners such as SpaceX. Now, while those strategic moats are important, we also have to understand the critical risks that come with Velo3D. And the most obvious one right now is competition. So the additive manufacturing industry is very fragmented and competitive. So you have legacy competitors such as GE, Ronshaw, and 3D Systems, and they have far more capital resources and are also developing their own 3D printer powder bed fusion systems. Now, you also have new competitors such as Desktop Metal and Relativity, which is building the world's largest 3D printer for rocket production uh, entering the market. So you can see here that there are competitors that are operating in this industry. And while the technology is very promising, it's also very uh, new in terms of what's being introduced. Um, it's been taken years to develop, but now we will have to wait and see who will come out the victorious one in this. The other element here is product differentiation. Well, majority of the revenue was driven by the company's sale of their Sapphire printers. So the strong economics is highly dependent on the company's ability to build recurring revenue streams through their AM software systems and service contracts. So 
those 50, 60% margins, they do sound a little high, kind of like software type company margins. Well, they're betting on making sure that they can get revenue uh, streams that are recurring using the systems and service contracts after the customers have purchased the printers. So that's very important to note here. Another component here is customer risk. I've highlighted that SpaceX is the company's largest customer. Now, while they did go from 70% to 30% share in terms of revenue uh, for Velo3D, that is still a very high percentage. So anything that happens with that relationship or any delays or any type of problems in the near future can create substantial financial risk. So with that, let's understand the Team DNA Envision. So the company is led, founder led by Benny Bueller. Now he has executive leadership uh, and experience in applied materials and for solar. Uh, he's also an invest was an investor at Coastal Ventures. I think you know after doing some research and going on LinkedIn, the one quote that really stuck out to me from him was like, "Not everything that is hard is worth doing, but almost everything worth doing is hard." So you can see here, this guy is in for the long haul. He's this is his passion. It's his baby that he's uh, creating, and he's going to be around to make sure it becomes a successful public company. Then you have uh, other key players such as the CFO, Bill McComb, who's had a very long record uh, in uh, companies such as Maxar Technologies, which is space related um, and uh, understands how to deliver growth and profitability and financial results. And then you also have uh, Dr. Greg Brown, VP of Technology, and Alex Var Varlanov of VP Engineering. Uh, both guys are very strong in experience in material sciences and process engineering, as well as developing manufacturing equipment and precision test equipment. So they're very uh, strong when it comes to that type of expertise. The team essentially is composed of highly technical, capable leaders with expertise to grow and scale the business. Uh, the team is continuing to expand their engineering talent and will also focus resources on building out their sales capabilities. Additionally, they have investors such as Bessemer Venture Partners, Coastal Ventures, and partners such as SpaceX and LAM Research to ensure they are equipped with appropriate resources to scale and dominate the AM market. So with all that, guys, let me deliver some time investor insights for you regarding Velo3D and just the industry at large. So if we look at the industry from a bird eyes view, we can agree that 3D printing will empower optimal designs of products, reduce lead times and supply chain complexities, improve efficiency, and ultimately reduce costs significantly compared to traditional manufacturing. Research conducted by third-party resources and by respected investment institutions such as ARC Invest suggests that the market will continue to compound at 60% by 2030. More importantly, the integration of AI will enable highly optimized designs that are impossible to build with traditional manufacturing. So that gives you the fact that 3D printing is here to stay and will expand and grow. Now, Velo3D, unlike its competitors, actually offers a full stack additive manufacturing solution that allows engineers to deliver mission critical components without supports for any geometry. And what does this mean? It ensures that the design is not compromised and the company can deliver components for space rockets, jet engines, fuel delivery systems, and energy production at faster speeds, lower costs, and more importantly, at high levels of optimal designs. So as I mentioned, traditional additive manufacturing requires supports to be added to prevent the destruction of the part, this limiting design, not in Velo3D's case. This is their technology advantage here. Now, as we analyze the financial performance, Velo3D is one of the few SPACs that highlights strong demand from reputable customers who are leaders in their respective industries and a strong pipeline of revenue. 
With 19 million in sales for 2020, the company has a clear path to hit 89 million by 2022. So in two years, they have designed their pipeline very clearly. This is heavily supported with 15.8 million in bookings for the Sapphire XC and 26.4 million in pre-orders as well. This also assumes their revenue subscription model starts growing as well through their AM systems and services. Now, Barry Sternlich's from Jaws Spitfire informed CNBC that Elon wanted to buy Vela 3D. They didn't want to sell, unfortunately, so the company, in this case, uh, Jaws Spitfire, had an opportunity to take them public. That is a green flag, in my opinion. If Elon Musk considers Velo 3D to be such a valuable company, uh, in fact, that they wanted to acquire them, it shows that these guys know what they're doing. On the other side is, uh, they also have you know, some comments here that I highlighted from some articles uh, from customers and investors. And one that stuck out, of course, is coming from SpaceX, from the head of additive manufacturing. So Velo 3D is at least five years ahead of any competition. And another quote here comes from the CEO of Piva Managing Director at G and former Managing Director um, at GE Ventures. And from, this was an article from TechCrunch. And uh, the quote here is, I was impressed by the technology that they developed. They had really easy to use design software tool and they had this really deep quality control and assurance component, uh, which gives you a hint in terms of the full stack capability that this company is delivering. Now, while there are benefits, it's important to note that the company does face competition from legacy players like uh, the ones I mentioned above and new incumbents like Desktop Metal and Mark Forged. Acquisitions will happen as the highly fragmented 3D market becomes more consolidated. So product innovation will also accelerate. So it's important to understand which of these companies will come out and dominate based on the market they are serving and the proprietary technology they claim to be dominant in. Wait for inflated expectations to dry out, in my opinion, and then pay attention to the key customers that are demanding their services. This will create a clearer path of understanding who can potentially lead uh, the path with talent, technology, and execution. So when you start seeing strong players in the industry, especially in space, for example, and SpaceX is leading that front, asking for the technology that Vela 3D produces over Desktop Metal and Mark Forged, that gives you something to think about. So sleep on that. The other component here is, which I think is very important, and ultimately what will make or break this company early on is the new Sapphire XE platform. That'll, that will open a lot of growth opportunities and will deliver large parts uh, and significant cost savings, which is scheduled to be deployed in Q4 2021. And I mentioned the heavy bookings that also support the 2022 revenue projections. Keep an eye on this because it's critical to achieving the next growth stages of the company. With this technology, Vela 3D believes they can achieve 20 billion uh, total addressable market, which equates to an 11% market share. This is like a double-edged sword. It's a company's greatest benefit, but also the greatest risk. So with all that, guys, I hope you enjoyed this breakdown of Velo 3D. I'm always welcome to providing any insights or feedback from y'all in terms of these breakdowns. Again, if you like the content, please make sure to share this newsletter, share this post, follow me on Twitter, and or subscribe if you have not already. And if you want to go in a little bit deeper, I've highlighted some of the other additional sources that I use to create this write-up for you guys to read at your own convenience. Well, I hope you enjoyed this, and on to the next. And this weekend, 
stay tuned because for paid subscribers, I have some surprising uh, news coming out in terms of some expected benefits uh, regarding an analytics platform that I am building in the future, in the very near future, uh, as well as um, the community that is also up and coming. So stay tuned. With that, wishing you guys a great night.